0: You're listening to Reach MD XM 160 the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to Hot Topics in Allergy, presented by the American College of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology. Your host is Dr. Todd A. Marr, Director of Pediatric Allergy Immunology at Gunderson Lutheran Medical Center in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Cough is a common symptom of children, but at what point is a cough considered chronic? Should a chronic cough be evaluated to determine the cause first, or is treating the cough enough? Joining us to discuss chronic cough and pediatrics is Dr. Alan Goldsable, clinical professor in the Department of Medicine at the University of California, San Francisco. Welcome, Dr. Goldsible.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Well, up front, I want to know how common is cough as a presenting symptom for most physicians?
1: Cough is an extremely common presenting symptom. For many, many years now, national surveys, both in the United States as well as in Great Britain, have shown that cough is the most common symptom for which patients, both children and adults, present to physicians in their offices for care.
0: So, knowing that we're going to see it a lot, and it's the most common thing we're going to probably see, what causes cough?
1: Well, we like to think about the causes of cough as either being acute or chronic. Acute cough is most commonly caused by viral respiratory tract infections, more chronic causes of cough may differ between children and adults. In older children, as in adults, it's often caused by asthma or a type of asthma, cough variant asthma, or upper airway cough syndrome, diseases of the nose and sinuses, or possibly as a manifestation of GERD. A number of studies have suggested in younger children particularly younger children, I'm talking one, two, three years old with a wet cough, a persistent wet cough, this may be a persistent low-grade bacterial infection either in the lower airways, persistent bacterial bronchitis, or possibly even a sinus infection.
0: So you mentioned kind of the character of the cough, like wet or dry. Is that really helpful in determining the cause of a cough?
1: In adults, studies have suggested that the character of the cough is not helpful in determining the ultimate etiology of the cough. But in children, we know that there are some very classic characteristic types of cough, such as the barking kind of cough, a barky or brassy cough that very young infants will have maybe as a manifestation of tracheomalacia or bronchomalacia, the dry staccato type cough that infants get with chlamydia infection, the classic spasmodic cough, maybe with or without an inspiratory whoop with pertussis, and in children, much more than adults, there's a characteristic cough called the habit cough, which is often a very dry, almost throat-clearing-like cough.
0: At what point then should we actually start to evaluate the cause of the cough? You mentioned a lot of different causes as you were mentioning the characters, but when should we pull that trigger, so to speak, as to let's start an evaluation?
1: Well, the American College of Chest Physician cough guidelines, which are fairly much as the gold standard, would suggest that in adults, to characterize or to contrast in adult's you should not start evaluating a cough until it's been present for greater than eight weeks. In pediatrics, those guidelines suggest that the definition of a chronic cough and thereby when one would want to start evaluating that would be when it's been present greater than four weeks. But a number of other experts and guidelines have suggested that that's probably a little early, and so most people wait until eight weeks characteristically in children as well. It's been estimated that the cough from a viral respiratory tract infection lasts up to three weeks.
0: So definitely at eight weeks, maybe in some children that range of four to eight weeks would be sometimes to start thinking about it. Correct. Can the cause of cough be determined in most cases?
1: Yes, it can. Studies show, as well as my own personal experience, that in probably 90% of the cases, you can determine an etiology of cough. The types of things that we were talking about sometimes can happen in concert with each other. So there can be multiple causes happening at once that the physician or clinician must think about or evaluate. Sometimes cough can persist after a viral respiratory tract infection greater than three weeks. We would call that a post-viral or post-infectious cough that will eventually resolve on its own.
0: And I think we all see that generally a lot with the typical cough lasting, you know, under three weeks, but you're saying, you know, after three weeks, you might kind of see that. What about post-nasal drip?
1: Post-nasal drip or post-nasal drip syndrome has been re-characterized or now called upper airway cough syndrome. In adults, it is felt to be, in the American studies at least, the most common cause of chronic cough. It's somewhat controversial but certainly in patients with allergic rhinitis, sinusitis, you can have stimulation of receptors in the upper airways, as well as literally mucus dripping down the back of the throat and stimulating cough.
0: So how would you work up a cough?
1: Well, the first step obviously is to get a good history of suggestive factors that may lead you in one direction or the other. The type of cough that we're really talking about, this person or child with a chronic undetermined cough, almost by definition, has a normal chest exam. They don't have wheezing or ronchi. That's a different picture. If the child is wheezing, then we're not thinking about the same type of differential, and we're thinking more asthma. So a normal chest x-ray would be the next step that would, again, by definition, put these children into this state of nonspecific Chronic cough. And then from that point, you kind of have to make a decision. If it's continuing and there's no clues in the history or physical exam that's leading you in one direction or the other, it's probably best to think about is the cough overall a wet cough or a dry cough? If it's a wet cough in children, and again, particularly in younger children, and again, I mean two, three, four years old, and not in the 14, 15, 16-year-old, and a younger child with a wet cough, often there is this entity of persistent bacterial bronchitis or maybe occult sinusitis, and so empiric treatment with an antibiotic up to three weeks is probably the best first-line therapy. In a dry cough, then a trial of inhaled steroids basically to rule out asthma is usually tried, and that trial needs to be continued for probably a minimum of four weeks to see if there's response.
0: If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Hot Topics in Allergy on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Todd Marr, and joining me to discuss chronic cough and pediatrics is Dr. Alan Goldsible, clinical professor in the Department of Medicine at the University of California, San Francisco. So, we talked a little bit about what you can do to make the diagnosis. You discussed a little bit about treatment. I guess the big question a lot of people have is, well, what about over-the-counter medicines? Do they work?
1: You know, that's a great question and it's one that's been looked at more intensively recently. And obviously these over-the-counter cough and cold medicines have been used extensively for decades. There have been some articles published recently looking at the use of these medications in young children showing that there's almost uniform lack of efficacy. In some rare cases, but there should be none, there's significant morbidity and rarely even mortality. And because of these data, the FDA in the last year has come out with a strong recommendation to ban the use of over-the-counter cough and cold medications initially in children under the age of two, and just recently that was extended to children under the age of four. At least the manufacturers of these medications have put out a recommendation that the FDA has approved of not to use these medications in any child under the age of four.
0: How useful have you found guifenesin to be used in the pediatric patient over age four? So we'll avoid that under age four group, but it's out there. Does it help?
1: Guaifenesin I think has had a marginal effect in the type of patient that I think we're talking about this child who has a persistent usually dry cough certainly in patients where there are thick secretions using guaifenesin can be helpful to thin out those secretions I would add that in those situations you really need to use guaifenesin in high dose in adults, you know, up to 3,200 milligrams a day. The other cough suppressant over-the-counter, such as dextromethorphan, that often comes in concert in a preparation with guaifenesin, may have some mild cough suppressant effect.
0: You had mentioned the use of antibiotics for persistent bacterial bronchitis and then inhaled steroids also. What about bronchodilators?
1: If you have made a diagnosis of an underlying condition, such as sinusitis, allergic rhinitis, asthma, then you treat that according to the accepted therapies which would include inhaled steroids, bronchodilators, possibly anti-leukotrine agents. But we would not think about using bronchodilators on a long-term basis in a patient with this nonspecific cough other than for immediate relief as you would in somebody with more classical asthma.
0: In pediatric patients specifically, when you're looking at sinusitis for the etiology of a cough or the background of a cough, how would you work that patient up?
1: Well, I think that a high index of suspicion is probably your best clinical clue. There is certainly a place for using radiographs. Plane films are very limited in their scope. And screening CT scans of the sinuses are certainly much more complete in their evaluation of the sinus cavities. There's a lot of concern amongst pediatric radiologists about possibly overuse of CT scans in children in particular, and so you want to be somewhat judicious with ordering CT scans, and in fact, try and order a CT scan at a facility where they can appropriately use lower levels of radiation. But ultimately, the diagnosis is made with a screening CT scan of the sinuses. But again, that's very hard to do in a young child. And occasionally, I will get a plain film if I'm clear what's going on. But often, it's just an empiric course of therapy to see if there's a response.
0: Well, thank you. I want to thank my guest, Dr. Alan Goldsible from University of California, San Francisco. We've had a very timely discussion on chronic cough and pediatrics. Dr. Goldsible, thank you for being our guest this week on Hot Topics in Allergy.
1: You're very welcome. Thank you.
0: You've been listening to Hot Topics in Allergy on ReachMD XM160. This show has been presented by the American College of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology. For more information on the ACAAI, please visit ACAAI.org. For more information about this or any other show, please visit ReachMD.com, which now features on-demand podcasts. Thank you for listening.